cases surging in the Sunshine State. The Department of Health reporting today their highest positivity rate for coronavirus testing in weeks. To say Florida's coronavirus case numbers are going in the wrong direction is quite an understatement. A record-shattering 15,000-plus cases reported on Sunday. Florida is now reporting more than 282,000 people confirmed to have the coronavirus. That's according to the Johns Hopkins COVID tracker. But you may remember not that long ago, Florida was the state that averted disaster, right? Governor Rick DeSantis relishing that the state's case count was lower than projected while businesses remained open. To avoid physical distancing and mask mandates, the Republican National Committee actually moved this summer's convention from Charlotte, North Carolina to Jacksonville, Florida. The NBA decided Orlando would be the home for professional basketball's new bubble base, everyone living and playing in one place. But on Saturday, the state counted 15,299 new patients diagnosed, the most of any state in a single day during this entire pandemic. So what happened? How did the virus get so out of control in Florida? I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Coronavirus, Fact versus Fiction. I have a decontamination station at my door, and I have a PPE station uh, also. So as I walk the door, I grab my face mask, my gloves, my hand sanitizer. And so I really try to limit my exposure so that I can continue doing my job. That's Rosa Flores, our CNN correspondent based in Miami. She's been reporting there on the ground since the beginning of the COVID pandemic. So I wanted to get Rosa's thoughts on the situation there. I asked her, how worried should people be in Florida? Does it feel safe? You know, that's a really tough question. There's a mix. I went to cover a story in Lake County, and it was a bit shocking to see that people were not wearing masks. And I was wearing a mask. My team was wearing a mask. And people looked at you funny because you were wearing a mask. We do see a lot of people here in Miami wear masks. It's mandatory, of course, here. And, and this is the epicenter. And so there's this tension between the people who don't want to wear masks and those who do want to wear masks. I think it's fair to say at this point that something went wrong in Florida. This was not an inevitable situation that has transpired there. Has there been an, a real sort of pinpointing of what exactly went wrong in Florida? You know, I think to look at that, we really have to go back to about May 4th when the state started to reopen, because at that point in time, Florida was doing good. Governor Ron DeSantis went on a victory lap saying, you know, that Florida got it right. He went to um, Jacksonville, defended the reopening uh, in Florida, even went on to say that critics should send Florida letters of apology because Florida had gotten it right. Hospitalizations, ICU, rate of positivity, ventilators, that has all declined. I think apologies can be sent to city of Jacksonville, attention Mayor Curry. You may want to CC the mayors of Neptune Beach, Jacksonville Beach, and Atlantic Beach, but I won't hold my breath on that happening. So at that point in time, Sanjay, there were about 37,000 cases in the state of Florida. And if you look at the curve, you know, it's pretty flat. But once you look at about June 4th, you see that the curve starts shooting up. And a few things really stand out to me about that date. 
It's about two weeks after Miami-Dade reopened, after Memorial Day weekend. And so we see these cases just shoot up. Did Florida reopen too early? Is that the real the real problem here if you now look back at the data and the actual gating criteria that existed? You know, Dr. Fauci probably said it best that Florida did reopen too quickly. And if you talk to experts here in Florida, they tell you the same thing. And I talked to um, an infectious disease expert at Jackson Health. Her name is Dr. Lillian Abul. It's like going on a highway, drunk without a seatbelt. If you're going there and speeding, drunk without a seatbelt, you're going to kill yourself and potentially kill others. In this pandemic, we were so successful earlier in controlling things when there was a mandate to stay in quarantine. Now that people are out, we want people to work, but we need people to understand that this is safety. One of the tough things for experts in the front line like her is that they see it firsthand. They're seeing the patients coming in. As soon as Florida started to reopen, they started to see an increase. And and I think it's important to note that Even though Miami-Dade County, Broward, and Palm Beach, these three Southeast Florida counties were some of the last to reopen in this state, even though they didn't reopen retail and, and restaurants like the other part of the state, they did reopen green spaces and parks. In Miami Beach, for example, that weekend after the reopening, Miami Beach issued more than 8,000 warnings to people because they were not social distancing, not wearing masks. So the signs were there that there was going to be an issue with people following just the basic guidelines. Yeah, it's a really good point. I mean, they, they, the signs were there, and that there was an acknowledgement that this this would be a problem. I mean, it is true that, that a significant percentage of the newly infected people are younger. And at the same time, we are told that, you know, they are far less likely to get ill, far less likely to need hospitalization, all that. What, what, is, what is it about the, the demographics in Florida that has sort of, I think, confused people or, or maybe made the situation a little bit harder to define? You know, that really complicates the calculus because young people don't live in a bubble and they don't work in a bubble either. And so... A lot of young people, according to this is both from experts and local leaders, a lot of young people are going out, going to restaurants. There were some restaurants who, according to local leaders, were turning to nightclubs uh, after a certain hour. And so local leaders imposed a curfew. And so little by little, they've been trying to tackle the issue of young people gathering in large groups And then, of course, going home and possibly infecting their parents, their grandparents. Are there enough contact tracers? I mean, can can they hire uh, more contact tracers in a place like Miami, Miami Miami-Dade? You know, this is a huge controversy right now, Sanjay. And back on May 14th, the mayor of Miami-Dade County, Carlos Jimenez, announced that he was going to hire 800 to 1,000 contact tracers. And so last week, I contacted his office and I said, "Okay, so how many contact tracers have you guys hired? And they came back and said, none, because it's the Florida Department of Health that contact traces in the state of Florida. And so last week, there was a press conference here in Miami-Dade uh, County, and I pressed the governor on that. Governor Miami-Dade has said that only Florida can contact trace and the Miami-Dade County cannot. Can you please explain why Miami-Dade County cannot, cannot contact trace? 
He he has hired contact tracing. He's he's yeah, in, he announced on May 14 that he was going to hire between 800 and 1,000 contact tracers, and he has not been able to hire them. And we asked them, and they gave us a statement saying that that in Florida only the Florida Department of Health can contact trace. Can you explain why during a pandemic? Well, I don't I don't think that that I'm not sure that's correct. I mean, we we want the county health departments to be involved in this, but I mean, I, I think that they should be able to do it and um, and, and help do that. Right a few days later, mayors had a press conference where they had a very passionate message saying that there are not enough contact tracers. Now, their main message is if we can't get the information from these contact tracers, information that we need to make the decisions that we need to save lives, then what can local leaders really do and, and, and what position are they placed in? You know, the the other thing, Rosa, about about Florida, which I think is so interesting, is that you also have a situation now where the NBA is going to open up this bubble sort of model of basketball in Orlando. Uh, the Republican National Convention moving from North Carolina to Florida to Jacksonville. So th- therein also lies this issue of, wait, Florida's having this challenge with numbers, and yet these big things are happening. Disney World opening, RNC, basketball. What kind of message is that sending? You know, experts I talk to have said that no matter where it is, so long as there there is an opportunity for a large group of people to gather, there is opportunity for this virus to spread. And Disney would not be an exception to that. So, so no, you know, I, I was watching the video, too, over the weekend about how thousands of, of people went back to Disney and and it's definitely definitely a concern especially as the number of cases here in the state of Florida continue to rise. Are you doing okay, Rosa? How are you doing? You know, I'm doing okay. I I don't go out of my house much other than to be reporting and 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 I love running by the water and by the beach here in Miami and I can't really can't do that anymore. So I walk and run inside the parking garage in the building that I that I live. I talk to my parents all the time, too. My parents are in South Texas, in the Rio Grande Valley, where the number of hospitals and hospital beds have been maxed out also. And so it's it's really concerning when you think about the most vulnerable. And I think that that's one of the things I think that really drives me to, to keep reporting is we all have to do our part, whether it's wear a mask or social distance or, or report or, or, or whatever it is. The data we're seeing out of Florida is, frankly, astonishing. And the reality is, it did not have to be this way. My own parents live in Florida, and I worry about them. We talk all the time, and they're doing fine. They're being good about physical distancing. But it's a shame that states like Florida did not heed the lessons of other hard-hit places like New York City earlier in the pandemic. I hope what's going on in Florida does convince people throughout the country that this is a very serious virus. And while we've been dealing with it for months, it is still far from over. We've got to maintain this physical distancing as much as possible. We've got to keep up the good habits. Yes, that means masks and hand washing. For the sake of my parents, your parents, and all of the most vulnerable people in our country, we need to take this threat seriously. If you have questions, please record them as a voice memo and email them to asksanjay at cnn.com. We might include them in our next podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening.